Sound Heights Records Podcast, Session 4. And the song lyric of the day is by Sound Heights patron Ephraim Goodman. Faucet opened, see it weave, parched earth watered. Well, yes, I hear you, and I understand. I'll be looking for you throughout the show. Welcome to the Sound Heights Records Podcast. Harmonizing life and music, growing as an artist, improving as a person, gaining insight and inspiration, conversations with world-class musicians. So welcome back to Sound Heights Records Podcast. This is Yisrael Arye, and I wanted to share a couple of things today. It's been a while since our last podcast. Getting into the groove, we have Eitan behind the glass helping move things forward. Thanks, Eitan. And I wanted to mention a couple of new things that we're doing here at uh, the studio. Number one, we set up a Patreon page, which I've mentioned before. But now it's kind of getting going a little more with a little more clarity. So what we're doing is accepting submissions of original songs that we will utilize in the podcast episodes, perhaps in Sound Pites productions in general, but, partic- but particularly focusing on the podcast episodes. So, for example, in the beginning of this episode, we quoted from one of our patrons, Ephraim Goodman, of our, our early friendly supporters. So he has been getting into songwriting, so he submitted the, these lyrics. And hopefully we would connect that to a finished song, which actually today, at the end of each episode, our idea is to play a song, either a new release or a demo track, something that somebody has submitted. It could be something that, that we've produced here. Today, at the end of this episode, we're going to play the latest release from Sound Heights Records, which is by Brooklyn Jazz Warriors, which is my band. It's a song called Cloud Set Sail. So we'll play that at the end, and I'll tell you a little, about it then, a little bit about it then. In the meantime, I wanted to share a little bit and talk about some thoughts concerning getting a person's musical juices flowing, overcoming the obstacles to writer's block or the things of life that get in the way, and why it's important not just for a person who has an interest or a passion in music, either a, a burning passion or a latent passion, but why it's important for the world, why it's not just a self-indulgent, this makes me feel good, I'd like to look good and be a musician that's sharing and expressing themselves. Why I believe this is something that is essential. And ultimately, if a person has a musical inclination, they have a musical inspiration, whatever level of musical ability that they're currently on, and we should, 
hopefully are always improving our musical abilities and our musical knowledge and opening our minds to hearing new music and hearing new ways to create music. But ultimately, I hear it so commonly that there's this burgeoning interest in creating music. People say to me all the time, either directly or sometimes obliquely, indirectly, that they say, I wish I could be making more music. I wish that I could be making music at all. And then you often hear with that tagline, but I'm not that talented, or I don't have time, or now that I have a family, I can't really pursue it. It was a dream of mine. I didn't really succeed, so I had to give it up. I hear that very commonly, and, and unfortunately, also very commonly from people who have shown an incredible amount of talent and passion that somehow gets buried. So first of all, I want to point out the importance of it, of why I believe it's important to dig that up and not let that be buried and really to actualize that potential, actualize that passion. And then second of all, I want to talk about how to do that. So first of all, why is it important to actualize one's musical dreams and passions in the real world? Well, first of all, a person's well-being. A healthy person is a person who is operating on all cylinders. We're talking about somebody who is not disconnected from what makes them feel fully realized to what they're actually doing. So it's very common, and I speak for myself and a lot of my experience, and it's something I'm consistently working on, that they, people feel like they live in one sphere, and their dreams and their goals are in a whole other sphere. So I mean, they're doing something they're not thrilled with, just because it has to be done, and, and responsibility, you, one can go to, to another extreme where, the, where they're totally throwing off responsibility and just following one's passion and one's bliss. And we know from experience, at least I know from experience, that that's not a sustainable approach. But the other extreme, I think, is more common. Because it's e cause if, someone's, if someone's going into the chaotic extreme and they're just n doing nothing, which is sometimes a... a a path of, of extreme youth, it doesn't last very long. And a person often gets burned out, and then if they piece their, their life back together, they usually end up in this other extreme, which is, in a lot of ways, more insidious and in some ways more dangerous to, to one's well-being, because you can end up in a rut for a very long time with hidden goals, hidden dreams that you might not even admit to yourself. So, for a person's own well-being, just to be a happy, balanced person, a person needs to start working towards those dreams, just to first be in touch with them. What is it that I really want to do? So, if a person has in mind, I would love to be, I can see myself performing songs that I've written, for example. Or, I can see myself playing with great musicians, playing my guitar, or playing drums, or singing with musicians that I really respect. Or 
I could see myself writing lyrics for other musicians to to write into songs or writing songs for other musicians to play. I mean, there's or I could see myself composing music. I can see myself playing classical piano. Whatever the the latent interest is that's kind of buried, the first step to do would be to get in touch with that. What am I interested in? So often we dismiss that. Ah, I'll never. I, that's too much work. I'm I'm not talented. I was told I wasn't talented. It's too late. So first of all, I think that's a nonsense idea that it's ever too late. And this is supported by experience. And ultimately, even though it seems it, like it gets harder to grow and to re reach one's musical goals, especially when one gets older, there's this concept that, that you, you could only take advantage of your musical talents or your potential as, as a very young person. And then if you miss that window, it's too late. Um, and while maybe in certain ways it's more challenging, but it, it's never too late. That's the, the, that's the number one. It's never too late. So therefore, if a person, first of all, they get in touch with their dreams. Okay, so I want to do X. I want to pursue the piano, but I've never really learned, and I, I don't consider myself very good, let's say. Let's say a person's starting from really that ground zero. Or more likely, a person has had some experience, but they just feel like they never really achieved a level where it's something that they could do more commonly and more consistently, and they feel like they'll never reach a level where it's, it's fulfilling to them. It, it, it never met reality in their mind will never match their vision of what it means to be successful. So I think first of all, it's important to push that aside, to deeply question that, maybe even throw out that hesitation, but at least to push it aside and to understand that and just appreciate and to meditate and, uh, and to daydream about and, and daydreaming turning into action, that this is my goal. This is my dream. People may call it crazy. I might even think it's crazy, but I want to just clarify. This is something that I've held with me for a long time, and, it's in, and let me just admit that this is what I want. Okay, that's number one. So number two, so, that, so ultimately finding a way to connect to that. Maybe it means revamping the idea of what success means, meaning it doesn't mean necessarily setting a bar lower, but sometimes a person's vision of success is much more of an external thing. So meaning if I have a big following, then I'm successful. But if I don't, then I'm not. So I think it's important in this regard to reorient the concept of success to much more internal measures. Even though external success can feed into internal success, it's nice to have an audience. It's nice to have that feedback loop where people are responding to your work. That's nice. And Ultimately, I think if internal success is being focused on and achieved, that will event inevitably happen to one degree or another. But even, even so, imagine there's a person who doesn't have measures of internal success, and this is unfortunately pretty common, but they, their entire measure of success is external. So I mean, if people are paying attention to them, then they must be successful, and if not, then they're not. So that, even for people who achieve that level of success, often it ends up to be in, in, in what I've seen in, in my experience to be completely empty experience and unsustainable anyway. So it, it makes sense to orient one's measures of success to be internal goals. So for example, an internal goal might be that I sit down with a guitar and I strum a couple of chords 
and I sing a melody either of something that I've heard before or something that I'm, I'm making up in the spot and or I'm playing with another musician and, and this feels right. Th this is where I want to be. And it may come in a glimmer. It may come in a glimmer in the next moment you think, oh, I'm not good enough to play with this guy. I don't have enough or this gal, I don't have enough experience. Uh, that kind of thought crops up. Again, we're ignoring that kind of thought, but we want to focus in on that moment where it's like, this feels really good. Even if the moment is just listening to somebody else's music and feeling like, I want to be inside of this. I want to be creating. I, I can see myself creating music that is evoking a feeling like this. So that needs to be embraced and cherished. This is my goal. How to get there, it might not be an easy path, but to grab on and strengthen that goal and start to find practical ways to move towards it, which we're gonna speak about in a moment. But first of all, in being in that process, being in that space where a person can really be connecting and reconnecting to that place where they feel that way, they feel deeply with a sense of well-being they feel like their sense of self-consciousness is kind of on hold for a while. They're not thinking self-consciously. They're, they're, they're feeling bigger than themselves. So those kind of experiences, when we achieve them musically, even if it's, again, if it's just listening or, or hearing somebody else play music, but we experience that sense of selflessness, and we have a thought that, I want to be part of that creation process, then, I, then those experiences need to be really cherished and embraced. And so, and that's for, and when a person is more and more consistently finding ways to engage in those experiences, that equals an increasing sense of well-being. Because ultimately, even if a person's life is totally chaotic, and, it, and we know from many, many stories and many, many musical situations where we know famous artists and otherwise who can connect deeply and have a very powerful musical statement, but their lives are, are utter chaos in other ways. But here we're talking about using that inspiration not only to increase in the creative spirit, which can be somewhat chaotic sometimes, but, but using that as inspiration to improve other areas of our lives, to become more organized so you can make more and more room for those experiences and can find and refine one's skills in order to reproduce and recreate and expand those experiences more and more. So that's number one, the sense of well-being. Number two, and maybe even more importantly, though I think sense of well-being is a prerequisite, but is the importance of creating for others. Again, if you're, if you're orienting your success uh, metric internally, then the priority is not whether other people are uh, responding well or, or you have a level of success which is a great audience, which again, I think is a, is a natural outcome of le reaching a certain level that's internally oriented. But if somebody is, or is already operating on that level where they're feeling, where they're, they're, their sense of connection is being cultivated, and their sense of internal success is being revamped and expanding, then the external success starts to take on a level of contribution to the world, of a kind of a mission that 
has benefit to others. And often as musicians, we might think, well, it's, isn't it kind of self-indulgent to think that my music will be a contribution to others? Well, yeah, it can seem like that, but, but that's just true. If you're creating a song and it's moving to you, you, you have to, it's going to be guaranteed it's going to be moving to somebody else. And not just moving in an abstract way, oh, that moved me very nice, but in fact, in a, in a way that's improving the quality of their life. So the formula is very simple. If it's your engagement in music is improving the quality of your life, then it's a given that there's somebody out there, even just one person, it makes it worth it, that's improving the quality of their life. I mean, obviously, even if that one person is you. <laughs> but even more so, if it's another person, you've just doubled your impact. There's you and there's the other person whose quality of their life, they've achieved an insight, they've achieved some kind of breakthrough through your music. They've accessed a part of themselves, a level of joy or catharsis that they didn't have without your particular music. And this ultimately benefits the world because the mystical teachings, the, the Hasidic teachings, and the Jewish tradition particularly, there's a concept of one's individual actions having an infinite effect on the global situation, on the state of the of global reality. And since we understand that, the, the, that there is a goal, there is a goal of having a global harmony, on every level, a, a political harmony, an emotional harmony, a psychological harmony, a physical harmony, a time when there's no more negative competition, there's no more war, there's no more hunger, ultimately even leaving, leading to a time when we eradicate sickness and there's no more death. These are our truisms in the Jewish tradition and inevitabilities in the Jewish tradition, but we have an essential role in the unfolding of that through our participation. So in Jewish tradition, it talks about increasing in good deeds in, in a general sense, or in particular in, in terms of the mitzvahs of the Torah. The, but for everybody, whether it's, it's, they're from the Jewish tradition or not, there's a sense of increasing in good deeds that, that is bringing a greater sense of goodness and tipping the scale as the the great Jewish sage Maimonides said that tipping the scale towards the good. So that's an often spoken about and known concept, but I think is much less spoken about is that this particular state, global state, can, be, can and needs to also be achieved through those of us who have the inclination to express our unique music. And when we can not only express our unique music, but honor the unique music of others. It doesn't mean we have to, in, um, we have to internalize and open ourselves up to everybody's music. I mean, that, that would be a little bit overwhelming, but certainly being appreciative. And, and if, one, if a person is, is moving beyond their limitations to express their, their personal music more and more, their personal musical path is unfolding. They're just naturally going to be a lot more supportive of other people's musical path. And in this particular seemingly small corner of the global, let's call it the, the global unfolding of, of the global redemption unfolding, though it's an absolutely essential piece because the, the, the time of this global harmony will be characterized by celebrations and music. So the music is essential to be planning for what, what, is, what would my music look like 
in a time of celebration when we've we've resolved, like the end of Star Wars, I'm picturing in my mind, which is kind of a, a cliche. They, they, they celebrate the, the, the death of the, the explosion of the Death Star and everybody's free and the, the, um, the empire has been, has been nullified. Or the way people celebrate in, in real life, let's say the real way people celebrated after World War II uh, ended. The, the films and the photos of people dancing in the streets of New York City. So this, imagine this on a global level. So to bring it back to the individual, this is ultimately accomplished through our, each of our individual musical contributions. So I encourage anyone listening or anyone who's listening to anyone listening to encourage others, encourage yourself, create more music, bring more harmony to your lives, bring more harmony to your relationships. It all feeds each other. And on that note, the way at Sound Hatch Records, what we're, we're working on to encourage that besides obviously th this kind of talk or the music we're producing, which is the main thing that, uh, meaning uh, the idea of just talking about music is, doesn't really say much without actually being involved in music, obviously. So I want to say at the, at the I'm going to introduce in a few moments this new release that, uh, that I wrote and was uh, performed by a uh, personnel uh, configuration of Brooklyn Jazz Warriors. Um, there's also a video, a video for it, but on we'll, we'll the podcast, and we'll, we'll, and we'll show the video. So on that note, I'd like to introduce a, feature, a new feature of the podcast, which we'll do by introducing a, a new song. The idea would be every episode, we try to introduce some, a new song, whether it's something that I created or something that's submitted by a patron. So we have a Patreon page, which we'll put the link in the, the podcast and the video description, which will support our activities here at, at Sound Heights Records. You can check it out. And patrons are um, going to be able to submit original songs for consideration to be played on the podcast. I'll discuss it a little bit, kind of uh, like a global songwriting, songwriting group a little bit. Maybe we'll quote the lyrics at the beginning of the episode. So let me start by introducing a new song that, actually I wrote it, it's a song called Cloud Set Sail. I wrote it a number of years ago, probably <clears throat> over 10 years ago. And it, it really outlines the, my thoughts at that time, and it hasn't really changed <laughs> that much, though it's, it's evolved uh, over these 10 years, I think, to be a little bit more, um, that I've had more understanding about it, that, about the redemption, about the global redemption. It's called Cloud Set Sail, which refers to the experience of traveling to, to the land of Israel and, and clouds, which is, which is a, an ancient Jewish tradition. And there's a lot of other references in, in the lyrics to uh, redemption concepts, but I, th I think it, it's a little bit obscured, so I'm introducing it that way. And the lyrics are on the video, and the lyrics are also at the, um, found on our, um, our Patreon page. So, so check it out, here's the song Cloud set sail.
All right, so that was it. That was our first release produced at Sound Heights Records. Hope you enjoyed it. That had uh, uh, our engineer, Eitan Kornblum, on bass, Nissen Levitin on drums, Menachem Grossman on guitar, and myself on guitar and vocals. And uh, yeah, there's not much else to say, but I'd love to hear feedback from people. Uh, my, our email is soundheightsrecords at gmail.com. Anyone, please contact. Any questions, any comments, especially I want to invite anyone who's struggling with musical op- obstacles in their musical life that, that are looking for, for a breakthrough, please contact us. We'd love to discuss those issues on the podcast or, or maybe respond to your email directly. And remember, the abundance of singing and playing music will bring about the true and complete redemption. Thank you for listening. See you next time.